You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. So glad you're here with us today. I'm Leanne Dolan. I'm a writer and producer, and I live here in Southern California in Pasadena. But I'm happy to be in Hollywood, West Hollywood, today with my big sister, Liz. (laughs) I'm Liz Dolan. I'm here in the Wondery studio with Leanne. I live in Santa Monica, so I come from the opposite direction to the studio. So I do love Leanne's weekly reports about the hottest billboards on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. I don't get to see them, but you do. Check out my Instagram this week. I have two. I have computer. Eating billboards. You have to decide. Are you more of a Larry or a LeBron? Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Joel, I don't know. What do you this think? is Julie Dolan. Uh, there are no billboards in my closet here in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I have a very short commute, though, so I would put that on the positive side. I'm the oldest sister. I've lived and worked abroad, um, and I'm also a grandmother with five grandchildren, and they call me Nana. Oh, okay. Well, I just have one quick mention about some new people moving to L.A. that I'm very happy to welcome them to town. And it's not Harry and Meghan. <laughs> the, you know, the the upcoming Super Bowl has been settled now. We know it's the 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I've got no particular dog in that fight, frankly. <laughs> oh, you have to be for the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Oh, really? No, West Coast, Best they Coast. They haven't been in it in 50 years, That's Liz. true. Maybe Come there's on. a reason. <laughs> Leon's in the West Coast, Best Coast camp. West Coast, Best Coast. Well, you two can fight it out. I only care about this football-related headline from the L.A. Times the other day. Obviously, the Green Bay Packers did not make the Super Bowl. But here's the headline I read. Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick dropped $28 million on Malibu Beach House, to which I thought, wait. Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick are a couple? How did yes, I please. not know that? I didn't know that. I, I knew that. Okay. I knew that. You just have to, you know, read a few more gossip. Uh, I, I, don't you check out the gossip uh, magazines when you're at the grocery store? I do not. Okay, well, yes. you're behind the times. Or I'm, if I do, I just don't, I disbelieve everything I read. So I'm very happy that, okay, so power couple Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick uh, bought a beachfront villa for 28 million bucks here in Malibu. I enjoy that because I drive by that Malibu beachfront all the time because that's where Hooper's vet is. That's the Malibu Coast okay, Veterinary Liz, Hospital. That's... All right. Well, maybe you can do some celebrity spying for us, Sister uh, Liz. Yeah, I totally will. Anyway, welcome. I can't believe they're not staying in Green Bay. <laughs> All right. We have a full show. Well, Liz, bringing us the this kind of celebrity news. Wow. Julie, she's also talking about, she's talking about in a single show, Gwyneth Paltrow and Jennifer Aniston. I mean, this is unusual for you, Liz. This is it's de- unusual for our show, yeah. and but particularly for you. What has happened to you? I just got to say, <laughs> desperate times call for desperate measures. And the actual news slash current events is so largely unspeakable <laughs> that, yes, I... Wow. I'm, I'm trying to find, you know, happy things to talk about wherever I can. So, yeah, yeah, you're going to get some okay. Jennifer Aniston. All right. But not you, Julie. You're taking on Putin in this week's show. I know. I know. I mean, I, I you know, I'm our official Kremlin watcher. I lived in Moscow for five years and I have my eyes on Putin and he's up to something again. 
Okay. All right. It's I... really helping a lot, Julie, the <laughs> fact that you've been on this case for so long. Good work. Uh, I have a health hodgepodge. So if uh, if you need some, some news about dog allergies or how much water should you take in or how uh-huh. to start your morning routine, I have some quick hits on that. Everybody loves a hodgepodge. Yeah. And then, and then Entertaining Sisters, we have recommendations for TV. We have some positive ones and some negative uh-huh. ones. And then sort of an amazing follow-up to the two popes that landed on our Facebook group page. It's amazing. Uh, an incredible follow-up. So yes. from listener Amy. Yeah. So we want to mention we want to mention that and then we have our to-do list. But first, Julie, I have to single out Liz through a little birthday party this weekend. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. we we arrived, Sheila and I arrived at at her at the place the place. The place. Uh-huh. Liz had Tablescaped, Julie. <laughs> she had Liz. I, I was, was shocking. Whoa, tell me, there was a it. there was a balloon involved. <laughs> there were actual like napkins, mm-hmm. colorful napkins. colorful napkins. She had those crackers, those English popper party, cracker party things. poppers. Yeah, so we could all wear crowns during crowns. The event. Everything was color coordinated. When she said, "Oh, I've decorated the table," Sheila and I were like, "What?" <laughs> Again, Liz, you you really have lost your mind. Yeah. I can see Once you stop watching the news, you have an unbelievable amount of time to accomplish other things. That's what I'm finding. It was, whew, it's a whole new Liz in 2020. Wow. Uh, all right. This weekend, though, I wanted to, to fill you in some of the things we've been doing on the home front. I know that we have a lot of people who are actual farmers who listen to the show. Yes. They, they are out there growing alfalfa or, uh-huh. or dairy farmers, and that is fantastic. And I just want to salute you because I did two days worth of farming in our backyard, and every bone, muscle, joint, and ligament in my body hurts. Oh, really? Oh, I wow. actually appear to have gotten tennis elbow from cutting back my roses. So, but this is, if you're in Southern California, January is the month where you're in your yard. We're not snowed in. It's not 13 below. Um, We're actively harvesting uh, satsumas and limes and Meyer lemons. Our pomegranates are done, but my husband like went out there and hauled down a lot of avocados. You have to cut back your roses. You're growing winter greens. Uh, We were out there just doing all of it. And I, because of my health issues, haven't been doing any gardening and gardening is a workout. I mean, so it I can't, I can't I even imagine what I mean, farming does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and you have a lot. You have a lot of things growing in your backyard, Leon. When I was out taking care of you after after your operation, you know, you told me to go out and pick the low hanging fruit and stuff like that. And that that was about all I could do. But there, there was just it was way beyond me. You yeah. Gotta, you, a, you have a lot of produce. Well, uh, we really, we worked it. Which we're is in, great. Yeah. We're in good shape for the fall. We're, I juiced a bunch of limes and froze it for margaritas in the summer. We're going to be all set. But it was a lot of work. So I a salute to America's farmers. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, but that is why I think this obituary caught my eye in the L.A. Times yesterday. Kiwi Queen Frida Kaplan, produce industry pioneer, dies at 96. Liz, here's an awesome photo of, oh, shoot. Sorry. Kiwi Queen Queen Frida Kaplan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Look at her with her stacks of uh, produce. So here's her story, Julie. Uh, She was a young bride after World War II looking for a part-time job. She went to work at a produce company as their bookkeeper. And one day, like, oh, someone came in looking for mushrooms. They wanted a big order of mushrooms. And she's like, sure, I can do that. And then she had no idea where she was going to get all the mushrooms. So she went out to the produce market and she found all the mushrooms and she hauled all the mushrooms in and she delivered those mushrooms. 
And that was the beginning of her pioneering career in fr- in fruit <laughs> and fruit and vegetables. She's a fruit pioneer. She in, she literally introduced all kinds of different fruits and vegetables to the American produce market. She is most famous for introducing kiwis. Okay, oh, oh. not only did she introduce them, she renamed them kiwis. Because, no way. Yeah. Well, what, what, what did they used to they be They used to be called, it had a funny, let me find this, a funny name. It was like a, it was like a, a New Zealand something berry. Okay. Sorry. Oh. It's a long, it's a very long, <laughs> sorry. It's a very long uh, obituary. Okay, it's not something catchy. And our printer wasn't working, so I couldn't print <laughs> it out. So I'm scrolling, scrolling. Anyways, not something catchy. And so she, uh, she renamed it Kiwi. And then she started branding it with her own name, Frida. She started her own company. She started packaging up kiwi, and she realized if she was going to introduce all these exotic things like spaghetti squash no one had ever seen before, oh. uh, uh, all different kinds of peppers, all different kind other fruits. Uh, she actually, like, dressed up the set of Star Wars with all these – or Star Trek with all these alien fruits. So she realized people didn't know what to do with these things. They didn't know the difference between an artichoke and a sun choke. So she started packaging them with recipes and her own brand of Frida. And then, Liz, she did something I'd like to ask you about. She picked a signature color. Oh, yeah. Because her sign maker, when she started her own business, only had purple paint. So purple became her signature <laughs> color. So oh, in, wow. every, in every picture of her, Festive. she's wearing purple. All of her labels were purple. That's how she branded herself purple. She, you know, she's credited with literally changing the eating habits of the American public. Uh, the one guy from UC who studied the produce business said, you know, she changed our eating habits. She was able to tap into the aspirations that people had after the Second World War and offer them something different than mac and cheese. That's so interesting. Yeah, so she That's died. So yeah, died at 96 after a brief illness, but she really was truly a produce pioneer. And it caught my attention because since, since my operation. Now that you're a farmer. Okay. Well, one, I'm a farmer, Liz. Okay. And two, since my operation, I've been eating kiwis like they're going out of style. Oh, because really? both, they're good for I, your I, system? I find kiwis one of the most disappointing fruits I've ever had. I mean, huh. it looks delightful. Yeah. I mean, I don't, but this just has no taste whatsoever, you mm. know? I mean, it's just such a disappointment every time I have kiwi. I'm always hoping it's going to taste better, but it doesn't. I, I think I have to disagree with you because <laughs> I've really enjoyed Frida's kiwis. I like the fact that she packages them with something called a spife. It's oh. a, it's a, it's a, thing it's a little tool that's both a spoon at one end and a knife at the other a spife liz so you cut the kiwi in half and then you You scoop scoop it it. out and actually on the packaging it shows you how to do that and then i put it in the yogurt both the the nutrition which has flavor you see what i'm saying (laughs) no it's just a plain greek yogurt kiwi no flavor yogurt flavor i'm just gonna disagree it's fine I'm just saying it's a miracle fruit if you want to keep your system going. It's credited. It's like recognized. Two kiwis a day keeps the doctor away. Really? I talked to a friend of mine in Spain. He's like, people love, the Spanish people love kiwis. They swear by them. So I'm just passing that along. And God bless the kiwi queen. Yes. That's all I have to say. Okay. Here's an answer to your question, Julie. Previously, Uh kiwis were called, well, this is confusing. They were from New Zealand, but they were called Chinese gooseberries. There you go. Well, uh-huh. I mean, that's a problem that needed right. to be fixed. Right. So Frida just fixed that. She fixed it. She thought, yeah, they're from New Zealand. That Kiwis. Is, yeah. It's cute. So anyway, God bless her. And it's a really fun obituary to read. There's going to be a link on our website. Okay. This is a very small note I just want to throw in. Um, now that I'm confessing to all of my new habits, 
You know, one of my New Year's things is to try to, like, automate more of my food decisions. I think it's just easier. Like, if you could just have the same thing for breakfast and lunch every day, then only think about dinner, right? Right. So I'm trying to— And you stay on track, right? Yeah. So, but I'm, but I'm, but every time I read about like healthy breakfast choices, it's always smoothie, smoothie, smoothie. And I was never really a smoothie person. It seemed like, I don't know, it, it seemed like a lot of work, frankly. It, and, seem, it seems noisy in the yes, morning. Too. Yeah. Like, yes. Thank you, Julie. That's my beef with it. It's like firing up a vacuum cleaner in the morning. <laughs> right. Which I'm also never going to do. And then I'm hungry literally seven minutes later. <laughs> I don't find them satisfying in any way. Okay, so well, I've made a commitment to the smoothie lifestyle. Oh, wow. I just Whoa. decided that if everybody else can do smoothies in the morning, I can at least give it a try. So then you got to figure out that you have to purchase the heavy equipment because goodness knows yes. I didn't even have a blender. Yeah. Never mind some kind of fancy thing. So you look at the Vitamix, uh, you know, the Juicerator or whatever. They all have these crazy names. So I ended up buying a Nutribullet, and which the reason I bought it is on. The screen of my computer, it just looked a lot smaller than all of those other big things, which I don't need a big thing. I am one person. I live alone. I need like a smoothie maker for one. And then this giant piece of equipment (laughs) arrived from Crate and Barrel. I was like, how could the box for this little thing be? I expected it to be like the size of a shaker. Yeah. And it's just a big honking piece of equipment. And I don't like having a lot of stuff out of my kitchen counter. Yeah. So now every mo- it's so much work. Every what's morning- the decibel level? <laughs> Julie wants to know what the decibel level is. I'm going to measure it for you, and, Julie. And I think Captain Quig downstairs yeah. is, going to, is going to key into the noise, early morning noise coming yeah, from upstairs. I don't know. Like, I might have like, overcommitted to uh, the smoothie lifestyle, which I cannot yeah. sustain. It, they just sound easier than they are. Yeah. Because then you have to start buying all the produce to put Put in it and chop and clean the produce. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, frozen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So this is my newest experiment. Doesn't seem like it would be a big, complicated thing to do, but it is. I just want to say smoothies are more complicated than you think. (laughs) All right. Well, Liz, you keep us posted on on your smoothie journey because we really want to be informed on that. Um, And then, sisters. Can I just say, I, we just there's news this morning that Harry has landed in Vancouver, Canada. And can I say now that the whole Meghan and Harry thing is final, I just have a real sense of sadness about this. I feel, pers- I feel collectively that we all blew it, okay? We had, we had it going. We had our American princess dream there she was married to the to the to harry it was all going so well she was doing so well but then when when the press started to turn on her and wrote those terrible articles and you know the racist stuff the sexist stuff we didn't stand up enough for her i mean i really feel and now this is so sad i think it's really sad that they've gone into exile in in canada i'm sure they're going to be happier there um, but I, it just, it just makes me sad that I feel like we all blew it. You know, mm-hmm. we, we could have stopped this, like, like the powers that be could have stepped up even when Harry and Megan, you know, filed that lawsuit against, uh, one of the British tabloids, everybody should have gotten on board and said, yeah, enough is enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stop this. And we didn't. Yeah. I'm not sure we could have stopped. I'm sad too. Cause it, it just makes me think about his mom. 
and right. how she got hounded to death. And Literally. Thank, and thank goodness for him that he stepped up and, like, they decided to, together that was just not going to happen to them. So I admire them for making such a hard decision. But it just goes to show how ingrained some of these things are in our culture. The racism, the sexism, just that we... Even the fact that we own celebrities somehow, that we're yeah. allowed to just do whatever we want, like hound them uh, all day. Like I, Even though today I am talking about <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow and Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> yeah. in general... Not to mention Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. In but general, no, I'm I, just I, not... And, that, guess, and it's yeah. been accelerated by social media. And yeah. it just allows even more irresponsible behavior. You know, no, so I, I know a lot of people want to point out their fingers at them and that yeah, they're no. that they, you know, I, I know I think this is I think this is our fault and that we blew it. Yes. You know, so. you know what I actually found pretty uh, sort of game changing for me a couple of years ago. I mean, I admit it. No one liked pictures of, you know, Jennifer Garner's kids more than I did when I <laughs> read like Us magazine. But when they those several people, including Jennifer Garner and other celebrities, stood up and talked about their children being hounded and yes. put in those, you know, appealed to Congress and here in California to put in those laws, those stalking laws. I, I really changed my behavior. I stopped clicking on those stories. I stopped looking at those yeah. stories. I felt bad. I mean, I like to know what Cru Suri Cruz is wearing, but I don't anymore, Liz. I don't know what she's wearing. And That's I'm good. like, because it's not really my right. But I think, yeah. Well, so I think some well, of Lynn, you'd be true. interested. You know, yesterday there was a picture of Megan walking with Archie in a backpack, in a front pack with two dogs. And uh, th there was a photograph of it. Well, today that um, Megan and Harry have issued a legal warning to the photographers who took those pictures oh. who were hiding in the bushes when oh. she was trying to take a walk. Oh, now, okay. you know. So right, right. I did want to mention to Megan as a grandmother that she might want to pull up the straps on that front <laughs> carrier in a way to support Archie a little better because it would be better for Megan's back. But I but I could I could agree <laughs> not to look at those. OK, pictures. good. Joel. I'm, I'm going to be disappointed. But I am going to be disappointed because it it was it was sort of fun and exciting. And it just, you know, it turned into this horrible, vicious thing. Yeah. And I yeah. understand why they've stepped back. It's just so hard to set the boundaries because they are going to have a quasi-public life no matter what they do, especially if she goes back to acting or they're out in public the same way that, you know, Jennifer Garner right. and people like that. But it's just not true to say that because they have chosen to work in public that their whole life must be revealed to us right. and that we have a right, right to hound them they and owe stalk us. them. Right. Yeah. They owe us in some way. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, coming up, Julie turns from Megxit to Putin. So that's good. Only Julie can make that pivot. <laughs> Only Julie can do that. Uh, but first, we want to thank a couple of our sponsors. Liz, you know we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just, 
excellent use of the FrameBridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are like... going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. All right, okay. we're the Satellite Sisters. We're back. Julie, okay. what's happening so no in the real world? no pictures of the Kremlin. That wasn't one no. on the list. So. No. Okay. No. Okay. Well, now it's time for my uh, Putin report. Um, you know, I lived in Russia for five years and I've had my eye on Putin for quite some time. But do you realize, sisters, that he has been in office for 20 years? Mm, 20 yeah. years. That's not good. I mean, it's just, I mean, his presidential term is not up until 2024. So, I mean, the idea that that is a democracy that they have going on in Russia is a complete sham. Okay. Mm -hmm. So sham. last week, sham. because he wants to position himself for obviously uh, to stay in power because uh, he's not giving up his power, he introduced some constitutional reforms. Now, if you if you hearken back to it, when he was first elected, he ran two consecutive terms of uh, for eight years, and then he stepped aside and he installed his pal Dmitry Medvedev in, and so Dmitry was the president and Putin was the prime minister, but Putin continued to run the country, mm -hmm. you know, while he was prime minister. Okay, so he's already done that trick, so he can't really do that again. So now he wants a constitutional ref a referendum referendum and he wants to, what he wants to put in place is really to reduce the role of the presidency and to put the real power into the state Duma, which is the uh, the equivalent of the Russian Congress. Mm -hmm. And that by he would do one of two things that by sort of installing all the power in this uh, in the in the Duma that there would be there's a state council that runs that Duma and Putin could be head of that oh, so that would convenient. be a new position yeah. for him that he could still um, he could still run the country and then he could appoint one of his other pals to be the figurehead president or the figurehead prime minister so okay Julie this is all very helpful because when I saw the headline last week that the entire Russian government had resigned but yeah. he had this reform plan I'm like Okay, what's really happening here? So this, this idea is, this that is, he's trying to give more power to the people, I was no. suspicious that that was <laughs> yeah, really no, that, his that, motivation. That was really, well, I mean, he's going to be controlling that power. I mean, he's he is young. He's only 67. And we certainly know he's hardy because he has all those photographs of him <laughs> without a shirt on or doing judo or wrestling, you know, 
bears or whatever else he does. So he has no intention of giving up his power, giving up his control as long as he lives. And that these constitutional reforms are just the latest, you know, the latest maneuvers on his part uh, to just uh, secure his power and his hold uh, both on his wealth and his uh, power in Russia. Okay, so the takeaway here is uh, Julie Dolan is not falling for it, and you shouldn't either, right? <laughs> yeah. You should, right, right. I mean, well, I, yeah, you shouldn't. So do not be, you know, that this is not some democratic move on his part. You know, that if, you know, if he does turn the power over to the Duma, he's going to run the Duma. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Okay, thank you for clarifying that, because, of yeah. course, there's so much other news that that barely got covered in right. the news here. Right, and I think that's what he's hoping, yeah. too. Yeah, right. Like, we were, busy, we're busy over here with some other things, yeah. and so he thought, okay, great time to make this move yeah. and just get this done, you know. And he manages, you know, there isn't an opposition. He manages to either exile or kill all his political opponents. And there's uh, no free press. Free, there's mm-hmm. no, no free press there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... But we're watching you. Okay. We're watching it. Okay. Um, all right. A couple of weeks ago, Leanne, you uh, made a heartfelt plea for, you know, the satellite sisterhood, sisters and misters, to really take control of their tech more. Right. That you were tired of hearing, especially women say, oh, I'm not techie. I don't know how to do that. And, and just punting. Yeah. And like, yeah. 30 years of personal yes. computing. <laughs> mm-hmm. We all need to understand right. this is the world we live in. It's These are useful tools. Get on it, right. people. You don't have to know everything, but you at least have to try a few yeah. things. Yeah, the things try that, a few things. Things that are in your life. So, Julie, you will appreciate this Tuesday tech triumph, I'm going to call it, <laughs> that Leon and I had as it relates to Satellite Sisters business. Uh, the end of last week, I was out walking Hooper, middle of the day, cell phone rings, it's Leon. I pick it up. And it's the most dreaded start to a sentence is always this. <laughs> Do you have the login for? <laughs> right. Fill oh. in the blank. But in this case, it was Leanne calling me to say, Do you have the login for our website? Our, our, our site is hosted at, well, was hosted at a place called <laughs> Network Solutions, which is just a Terrible, terrible place to terrible. try to do business. <laughs> yeah, but, terrible. But because we've been at this a long time, so long. We, I like, we established our website in 2007, I think it is. So, or really t- earlier, but yeah, yeah the, we started running it in 2007. Yeah. I guess it was an ABC. Yeah, because so, ABC News used to yeah. run it, and then we ran yeah. it. Anyway, so. Who's got the login from the 2000 when we created the website in 2007? Oh, oh yeah. that is that's a stumper of a yeah. question. But I was confident, wasn't I, Leanne? It, unbelievable. I was not because it occurred to me like, wow, it could be Sarah Sweeney, our former webmaster uh-huh. from 11 years ago. Yeah. Like, it's entirely possible that it's the, the name of her, her, name? T- her two dogs, Flint and Riley. <laughs> right? All of our passwords for years were her dogs' names. And, you know, yeah, but I was because. I was trying to move my website, leandolan.com, from this terrible network solutions to a new host, SiteGround. I'm getting a complete redesign. Yeah. And the webmaster, the designer said, you have to do this portion of it, which was terrifying. I've never done this before, so I had to call Liz. Yeah. Because even though I was listed as an admin, I wasn't the account holder. I was the power behind the the account. And I had already moved Satellite Sisters to a new host several years ago. So I hadn't logged in here in I don't know how long. Oh, a dormant account. Oh, I love that. (laughs) It was more difficult. 
Okay, but here's what happened. You know, I told you at the beginning of the year that I was really enjoying 2020, the whole start of a new decade. And it just seemed like you could really clear the decks when it's a whole decade. So one of the decks I had cleared was the bulletin board over my desk in Santa Monica. I have all kinds of family photos being there, things, you know... um, Little uh, napkins from parties I've been to, and occasionally a post-it note with a login is po- is posted up there. So, but I uh, I hope listeners are taking notes so that when you break into Liz's place and then you want to break into her accounts, go to the bulletin board in the guest room. Yeah. So, but at the beginning of the decade, Julie, I took everything off the bulletin board. I thought, okay, new decade, new bulletin board, starting fresh. So most of it is empty right now. But one thing that miraculously I saved, there was a scrap of paper that said Network Solutions Login. And and I thought, well, I will never need this again because we've moved from Network Solutions. But because that company is so insidious, you feel like they always have a piece of you. They do. (laughs) Can't quit them. I thought, okay, I'm just going to hang on to this because you never know. And boom. I needed it. I said, okay, Leanne, I'm going to go home. I think I saw it on my bulletin board, and I'm going to try to log us in, and we're just going to see how this is going to go. And were you shocked, like, 15 minutes later when you got the text that I had successfully logged us in? I was, I, I was shocked and pleased because I thought, I am literally going to have to, like, get on the phone and spend hours convincing them, please let me move my own website. Yeah. You know, it was just a crazy... Liz, it was a miracle, and then the miracles continued when yesterday I successfully migrated my site. Yeah. With the help of Stanimir over there at SiteGround, we were on the chat for 20 minutes. He was explaining to me, here's the code, here's what you do. I was like, step-by-step, Stanimir. I've never done this before. And then, Julie, you'd be proud of me because you know how Stanimir ended our our, our text chat? No, Howley. With a smiley face emoji. Oh, Leon. <laughs> and you yesterday have. you said to me, "Don't don't yell at the guy. Be nice to the guy on te- uh, at the at uh, the website." And we did it. I yes. did. It's, it's okay. a miracle. The whole thing is a miracle. Okay, and so I just want to say, like, if we can do it, you, you can, can do, do it. it. Yeah, you know, because that's actually a hard thing yeah. to do. And okay, it took two of us. Yeah, and a fifteen-year-old scrap of paper. Yeah, but and whatever. Stanimir. <laughs> and Stanimir. Okay. <laughs> Wherever Did you he hire Stanimir, can he be on staff at Satellite Sisters? Oh, my Good gosh. Time. It was amazing. So my new website should be up in like 36 to 48 yeah. hours. If you try it right now, yeah. you're going to be told it's... So don't go there it's, now. It's in transition. Don't, yeah. don't go there now. But if you're listening to this like from Friday on, that seems Whew. like a good try. Anyway, it was, it was okay. really can, satisfying. Can we move on from all this <laughs> kindness and enthusiasm and euphoria, euphoria and get to the Bitter Business Bureau because I have this week's edition. Okay. So let's review that this is the segment where we express our petty jealousy and our bitterness for wildly <laughs> successful companies, particularly in the tech field, uh-huh. right? Yes. Yes. But this episode that I'm bringing you today, this is our special Schadenfreude episode. Yeah. And Liz, you are a comparative lit major mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. college. so And you explained to us that Schadenfreude is when you take pleasure in others' misery, right? Yes, that's Isn't right. That right? Mm-hmm. When you feel good about other people's misfortunes and things. Yes, that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. So this is really good news that I read in the New York Times that Facebook, Google, and other tech companies are having a terrible time on college campuses, that they are having a hard time, difficulty recruiting college ga- uh, grads because guess what? The college grads are looking for high pay and a principled workplace. 
And there is this growing sentiment that Silicon Valley, even though it has very lucrative positions, they aren't worth it because of the ethical quandaries that these companies such as Facebook and Google put you in. Mm -hmm. It's what the New York Times is calling tech lash. Tech lash, right. I've seen that. Yes. Yeah, that there's a real shift on campus, that there's a declining belief when they do surveys that tech companies are having a positive impact on society. When they, you know, 10 years ago, like it was like winning the lottery to get a job at Google or Facebook or, you know, any of those companies. Um, And they were all going to save the world. Right. I mean, now, like if you work at Facebook they, you know, they, uh, one, one student, I love this, one grad in the article said that when you work at Facebook, it can actually be more harmful than working for an investment bank. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's sort of a relative term. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, just if you work on Facebook and you have to work on the China account or work with government agencies or anti-union companies such Mm -hmm. as Tesla. No, I believe you, but it's not like comparing it to social work is what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, you know, I don't, I still feel like people are going to go work for investment banks and tech companies, but I I am happy to see that at least they're thinking twice about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, now I, now I feel that, bad. I think, that, I think this scrutiny, and I, I love that the scrutiny is coming from college grads of these companies that, you know, sort of came into the world. They were not going to do any harm. It was all about goodness. And now not so much, yeah. you know, I mean, that, you know, that grads are looking at like an Uber and saying, hey, I don't want to work there because of your history of sexual harassment and discrimination. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that these these issues are really important. And uh, and I it just um, make me feel your heart. Good today. <laughs> Warms your heart. No, I think it's good. Yeah. But those. Okay, OK, now I feel bad that we complained about network solutions because really they're just a, that's a drop <laughs> in the bucket compared to these companies. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So a little tech clash. Okay. (laughs) All right. Now we're on to healthy hodgepodge. Uh, I just have a few things here. uh, So stay tuned if you're looking looking for some health news you can use. All right. Who has dog allergies? Raise your hand. I do. I have dog allergies. Okay. But you've always had a dog. Because I'm not allergic to German shepherds. Oh. But there are many, many breeds I can't have. You know, I can't even pet like Labradors and stuff because I immediately get hives and things like that. But researchers have just published a new paper uh, that is good news for people who love dogs but have allergies. There might be an easier solution than allergy shots. How about neutering your male pup or opting for a female dog? Researchers at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston have said that up to 30% of people who are allergic to dogs are actually allergic to one specific protein that's made in the prostate of a dog. Wow. Ah, isn't that incredible? I did. Yeah. I did not know that. So if you think... So if your dog, like I have... Yeah, if your dog is neutered... Right. Then it le- the chances are they're less allergic to yeah. Okay. Uh, for 30 people who think they're allergic to dogs. Uh-huh. So there you go. If you want to give it a try again, look for a female dog. That's one way to figure it out. So you're welcome. There you go. All right. From self- you're welcome, female dogs. <laughs> from Self Magazine, a couple of health stories. One was about, like, things to improve your morning routine. All right. I'm very suspicious of these because it was a list of 10 things. And I'm thinking, <laughs> is there a smoothie involved yeah. in this? Yeah, I bet there is, right? Automate <laughs> breakfast. I bet that's on the list. But okay. like, I, how, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, how you're right. How can you jam 10 more things into your morning routine if you're trying to make it smooth? And also, how could there be a new thing I that we well, haven't thought of? Well, this is it. Uh, 
put off checking your phone. That uh, was yeah. the one I circled because you, yeah, yeah if you yeah. keep it, if you, oh, what time is it? The next thing you know, you're like, did I just spend 20 minutes on Twitter at yeah. five o'clock in the morning? That seems really insane. It's insane. So yes. I've heard a couple of experts say that lately, you know, New Year's resolution stuff. Like if you can just delay checking your phone for mm-hmm. 10 minutes, 15 minutes and an hour, it opens up your morning routine. I go through phases when I do that where yeah. I charge my phone in the kitchen at night instead of on my bedside table. Yeah. It really does help a lot. Yeah. But sometimes I wake up in the the middle of the night and I just want to like I don't know listen to a podcast or something because I'm bored okay you know well but, yeah that you decide I okay. mean maybe just Thank you. maybe <laughs> she's going to yeah <laughs> maybe then let's just stretch and make your bed those yes. are also on the okay. list all right and finally the age-old question how much water do you really need you know you've got the final answer well uh, yeah according to researchers yes according to the Institute of Medicine of the National Academy of Sciences they recommend 11 cups of liquid versus the eight, you know, it's usually like uh, 16 cups a day. Like, but no, that 11 11. cups is what's like a weird number, but okay. Yeah, well, it's, you know, yeah. Well, and what counts? Okay, here's what counts. This is the important thing. Sure, water's good, but also fruit juice, sparkling water, herbal tea, milk, soup. You know, liquids, Liz. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Liquids count, but all liquids. Oh, well, not alcohol, smoothies. Is smoothies count on the list? Yes, smoothies count. I mean, even coffee counts. Like, oh, that's good news. That does actually count, even though they say it can be dehydrating. But it's not as dehydrating as people make it out to be. So, yeah, your cup of coffee in the morning that counts as like one eight ounce serving. Mm -hmm. So there you go. You just need ten more of those, and you're going to be good. Uh, You know what also counts, and this is where the smoothies come in: fruit with the high water content. So if you're eating watermelon, well, duh. Yeah. Uh, Tomatoes, (laughs) cucumbers, strawberries. yeah. Kiwi, that that okay. actually counts. So it's not just fruit with the word water no, in no, it. No, no, no. Okay. And then, you know what else counts? And this is, I think, just fun, popsicles. So <laughs> so, so more popsicles in our life every morning? Yeah, that's hard. I mean, but you live in L.A. They're not that good in the winter in, like, Minnesota. Are they I'm gonna, popsicles? Throw, I'm going to throw a pop, popsicle in my juicerator. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have a stick in it, Liz? You might not want to do that. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Good point. Okay. There you go. Wow. That was quite a wild news roundup. All right. Uh, we are moving on to entertaining sisters. But first, we have to thank a couple of sis- a couple of sisters. Not sisters, people. We're thanking some advertisers. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting (laughs) rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair Mm -hmm. because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. 
It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Lian's. Okay. And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you, it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Okay, it is time for, oh, I wanted to remind people a couple of things. You know, you ask a lot in the Facebook group, like, what can you do to help Satellite Sisters? So just a couple of reminders how you can be useful to us. Obviously, we have a whole website in addition to what you see in the show notes. So if you ever want to research anything about us, find out more about who we are, other shows that we've done in the past, just go to SatelliteSisters.com. It's pretty much it's pretty much all there. It has been there, as we noted earlier, for many, many years. We started get, that website in 1999. We yeah, did. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Remember? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right. Oh, my God. Website okay. pioneers. We were. <laughs> So go to the website, all kinds of things going on there. But there are three things you can really do to help us. Number one is uh, if you listen to an episode that you think is, you know, one of your new faves, just forward it to a friend. You know, you have friends that are not listening to us. We know that. We can tell. So uh, just as you talk to your friends about us being your friends, yeah, every once in a while, just send them an episode and help people learn to listen to the show. That would be great. Number two is if you're so moved, write a five-star review for us on whatever app you use, like on your phone, if it's Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google Podcasts, whatever. Write a review there for us um, would be great. And then the third is a genius guerrilla marketing idea that Carolyn uh, opened our eyes to this week in the Facebook group. She said she was killing a little time, like in the Apple store, right? Mm-hmm. She, yep. in, in the Apple store. So while she was there, she subscribed all the phones in the Apple store to the Satellite Sisters podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And, which I thought was just a genius idea. But then, Leah, you said you've been doing this for a while. For a while, yeah. It just <laughs> occurred to me one day, I'm in there so much with the kids and the boys and this and that, and you always have to wait. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to, oh, oh. And what it does is when people hit that up, like, oh, Satellite Sisters, nobody else has done it, you guys. (laughs) There are not a lot of other podcasts out there subscribing phones. So it may seem small, but it's bigger than you think. Uh uh So, yeah. The first thing is the most important. Second thing, second most important. But this is just, this is the gorilla move. Yeah. We're going to see how this pants out for us. Right. Just, first of all, subscribe us on your friend's phone. Right. Like, start with that. And then strangers in st- any in-store environment just just you can help a sister out in the in-store environment there you go all right it's time for entertaining sisters julie you you're killing it with recommendations lately so you have uh, another I, I have a good one yeah. for you okay. this is a um this is available on amazon prime it's called the bridge and this is a Scandinavian crime television series okay and it here's it begins with the discovery of a dead body on the bridge between Copenhagen and Malmo, Sweden. And the body is right 
on the uh, the territorial line, which sets it up where there is, you know, there are great characters in this crime television series. There's a wonderful Swedish female lead detective, and she's paired with a Danish detective. And there's lots of twists and turns in this plot. There, there's great scenery in that it's all sort of, you know, Northern European, very Scandinavian looking. I mean, there. I mean, it's a crime series, so I just want to warn you: there are dead bodies and things like that. So, uh, if that, but if you like a crime series with twists and turns, this is all subtitles. But, uh, but you can do that. We still know how to read, right? Uh, so, I think this. I would highly recommend the um, the series called The Bridge. Okay, can I just chime in here? There's a, a little-known fact on the bridge, Julie, is that, yes, that Scandinavian version was the yes. first, yes. but it's actually been remade a couple of times for other countries. And uh, I know because this... Because it's a good sort of plot to it's, have yes. uh, two different, you know, c- kind of mm-hmm. cultures and nationalities working mm-hmm. on the same crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I worked on global marketing for the FX channel... FX remade the bridge where the story is the U.S.-Mexico border. And it's ah. it's also really good. And the stars are Diane Kruger is the American detective and Damian Bashir is the uh, Mexican detective. So there are many flavors of the bridge and it's a fantastic story. So uh, so check it out. Wow. This is a global so recommendation. Se- there, are, there are multiple seasons of the Swedish The Bridge. So that should cover you for a couple of, you know, snowstorms, bad weekend weather or whatever. And then you can start on the other series. OK, good. That's, okay. this could be a full time occupation for 2020, just watching The Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now from the uh, sublime to the ridiculous, um, I got to say, there's there's something I find incredibly winning about Gwyneth Paltrow, even though I think goop is just a pile of goop, right? Right. So, um, but Gwyneth, you know, I don't know, she's trying her best. I have no issue with to ju- To just do her thing in the world. So I do not like to pile on Gwyneth. No. Except occasionally. <laughs> and <laughs> so Gwyneth has a new TV show coming out on Netflix. It comes out next week. It's a six-episode series called The Goop Lab. So for all the things that The Goop is online, and they've got a podcast, and they've got a shop and all of that, this is six episodes um, where they talk about their products and they provide provide advice. And it just caught my attention because it's being reviewed uh, all over the place now. And this is the review in The Daily Beast. Uh, The headline says Gwyneth Paltrow's Netflix series is a nightmare and a terrible bore. And then it goes on to say... (laughs) That, that's that's harsh that's it says the, Julie it says the actress's six episode Netflix series The Goop Lab pushes plenty of junk science and overpriced crap but it's also very very dull so, oh, wow. so once I read that I thought oh I cannot wait to watch this because you know I mean they just do some very silly things yes and I know they've been accused of doing things that are like medically dangerous right so yeah mm-hmm. we, do, we don't want that but I don't know there's just something about Maybe it's I find her voice soothing or her approach to self-improvement. She's very open-minded. But so the series sounds terrible. 
I'm totally watching that. But then she also now opened a Goop store right near me. Oh, there's a new. Oh, Liz. Oh, gotta phew. check that yeah, out. Yeah, so I had to check that out. So I went over there yesterday. It's sort of it's on a path that Hooper and I often walk. So we went into the new. I thought that was going to be like a spiritual path until you. <laughs> I thought it was part of the smoothie path, and I thought it's on a path that I walk okay. oh, with your dog. Liz, okay. were you wearing clothes or were you wearing pajamas? <laughs> Fully dressed, uh, walked okay. over to the Brentwood Country Mart. The dogs are not allowed in, so you got to tie up the dogs outside. But I went into the Goop News store, and I got to say, this is the closest I'm ever going to get to being in Gwyneth Paltrow's house. Oh. And it is so soothing oh. and so delightful. I think just as a space, you both would really enjoy it. It's just, uh, just delightful. It's like okay. you you really want to buy everything in there, even though it's, you know, junk science and, <laughs> right. and oh, overpriced. overpriced crap. Yeah. So, like, one of the things um, that Gwyneth does is she does something allegedly called called a vampire facial, where she has plasma from her own blood injected into her face. So that's oh, a Gwyneth wow. thing. Oh, wow. So they yeah. don't quite sell that in the store, but they come right up to the line on that. So maybe not. But then in the housewares department, it was like delightful and lovely. Beautiful linen hand towels that I was tempted to buy <laughs> until I saw they were 80 bucks. And then there was this very delicious smelling botanical hand soap. I thought, yeah. okay, I've got the Trader Joe's hand soap. That's pretty good. You know, the orange uh, scented stuff. But this botanical smells delicious. So I thought, well, okay, I- I'll get this. 65 bucks for that. Oh, like that. <laughs> for soap? <laughs> for soap, Julie. For soap. So even her jade vaginal egg is only $66. Oh, so God. for an extra day. Okay, de- yeah, that's for- <laughs> a better deal. Go for that. Anyway, I just I'm I'm looking forward to testing out this show. It is sort of a, you know, love hate thing I have going on here. Yeah. Just wanted to let you know. That's what's going on. Okay, in... we're going to be monitoring your journey with Gwyneth. Right. Well, okay. if I ever start calling her GP, Julie, because that's what all of her people call her, like yeah. you can shoot me then because that okay. that is really a bridge too far. I'm starting to feel about the self-care industry the same way I feel about the shared economy. <laughs> just not really, yeah. not into it anymore. Uh-huh. I don't want to share things. I don't want to care for myself. <laughs> I'd say. I just, okay. I can't okay. hear that term anymore, self-care. Okay. I can't do it. All right. So, okay, the other end of the spectrum, someone for whom I am just 100% happy. No love, hate, just love, love. Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Yes. Come on, Good Jennifer. For her, right? Good for you. <laughs> so I was very happy to see her win Best Actress at the Screen Actors Guild Awards on Sunday night. And she seemed honestly surprised yes. and delighted and happy. And, like, she's just a very talented person and strikes me as someone who's probably very nice. Like, yes. if she was your friend. As someone else who's been hounded by the paparazzi her yes. whole life. So it's amazing that she's managed to, to rise above it. So I was very happy for her. And not just because Brad also won. Because... Yes. I refuse to be in the camp that likes to fantasize that Jennifer's still home just plotting how to get Brad Pitt back. You know, I'm not. No, but don't you think they could rekindle what they had? <laughs> okay. No, no. This oh. is beneath us. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you're, you're really, you're out there, Liz, because that's pretty much what everybody else is I know doing. that's what you, I don't want that for her. She has moved on. She's like, moved on. Like 15 years ago. But maybe Come she on. can reconsider, you know? Yeah. Or maybe he can reconsider. He's a new man. He's a new man. I don't know. I don't know. But more importantly, because this is about her work, 
and her professionalism. Oh, oh that's right. Okay. Is, oh, yes. Okay, the, Liz. Okay. The morning show, the new show on Apple TV Plus that she's in with Reese Witherspoon. Very, very fine. Um, not just the finale, but the like the last three episodes of that, it really came together for me. I, yeah, I it mean, really it, builds. Mm-hmm, I, I, mm-hmm. I would say that's worth watching. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I was worried there for a while because one great thing about the morning show is they they really address the complications of the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. like that it's not right. that it's not an easy black and white villain and hero kind of thing. And I'm like about halfway through, I'm like, wait a minute, are you going to make the wrong people okay. <laughs> responsible? But anyway, not to, I, I just really no, like no spoilers. Liz. No, spoilers, no, no spoilers. I haven't I, seen it. Yeah, I do like the way it wrapped up and she was fantastic in it. So yay for Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Carry on with your life. You're doing a very fine job with your life. That's all. I can't wait. Next week, Liz is going to have J-Lo. <laughs> I know, no what? doubt. I think I mentioned that last week that, like, Hustler, she's great yeah, okay. in it. So, okay. Okay, Liz. <laughs> all right. Uh, one quick update. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about how much we all enjoyed the movie The Two Popes, yes. which is on Netflix and uh, now has been nominated for a couple of Oscars for the acting and for the screenwriting. And and this, there's a storyline in The Two Popes that particularly the two of you enjoyed, but I found very moving, uh, about what happened to Pope Francis in Argentina prior to, well, well mm-hmm. long, you know, decades before, priest, yeah. Yeah. decades before he became the mm-hmm. Pope during the dirty war there in like 1976. And what the movie uh, shows is how that just haunted him. How it's, mm-hmm. he, and he uses Pope Benedict as his confessor about some of his behavior there, including what appeared to be turning his back on two of the Jesuit priests there and letting them be yes. taken away, letting them be abducted by, uh, by these... It's a very moving part of the right. movie when that happens. Right, Su- super moving. So Amy heard that, and a, one, a listener, Amy, and she posted a picture of one of those priests that was actually abducted on our Facebook group because that is the uncle of her husband. That is unbelievable. Unbelievable. She writes... Um, my uncle's husband, Franz Jalix. My husband's was, uncle. My husband's uncle, mm-hmm. Franz Jalix, was one of the two priests kidnapped in Argentina. And he performed our wedding ceremony. Okay. It's amazing. He, he was missing for over a year, and his family actually held a funeral for him, presuming he was no longer alive. He was a very kind and loving person and went on to run a retreat house in Germany. He is currently at in home in Hungary, where he was born. Uh, unfortunately, he's dealing with dementia and can no longer remember the events of the past. But we talked with him about the events in Argentina right after Bergoglio became Pope Francis, and he had made peace with them. The movie showed three things about him that were very important. This is her uncle. First, that he would not abandon his ministry to the people who needed him, even with the threat of violence. Second, that he persevered through a long and awful captivity. And third, that he lived with, he preached, and forgave the person who put him in harm's way. Here's a picture of our dear uncle with my husband. And he is a handsome-looking guy, and he has a very cute husband, Amy. Uh, but, <laughs> wow, I mean, that just gives me chills even reading that again. Yeah. Yes. 
I, I mean, know. that's incredible. That was thank you, Amy, for posting that. You know, you receive something, and you know, it's 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 a fictional account. Yes, you of just something don't know how true it is, and, right? Right. And so to see, you know, the picture, he seems so you know humble in the photo that you posted. So if you're not on our Facebook group and you want to check this out, you can join our Facebook group. We would love to have you. It's a private group, so we can't share the photo, but um, uh, you can a- ask a couple of questions, and we'll let you in, and you can see a picture and this amazing story. But we thank. Thank you, Amy. That's very cool. I like like knowing that. You are amazing. You satellite sisters and misters with the lives you are leading. Please share more. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, Wow. We're wrapping up here. What's happening? We would like to thank our sponsors this week at Satellite Sisters. And thanks to all of you who make it possible for us to do the show. You support the sponsors who support us. And that's how this whole system works. So we thank you very much. Mm -hmm. We'd like to thank Sergio Enriquez. Uh, He's our engineer here at the Wondery Sunset Studios and all the people at Wondery that help us put on the show. Thanks a lot. Um, To-do list. What do we have going on this week? Okay. Well, This is Liz, and my September birthday is being celebrated this coming weekend with Sheila, who also has a September birthday, because, Leon, you bought us a gift that we are all going to enjoy together on Saturday night. Julie, we are going to see Sting. Oh, that is awesome. No, that is great. Stay with me. Three of you, wonderful. Hold on, hold on. Not done. Hold on. That was not the end of the sentence. Sting in a musical that he wrote. Oh, yes. Whoa, right. Even more unusual. <laughs> yes. yes. And wonderful. OK. Yes. That uh, seems like you'll be much more up close to him. Exactly. Yeah. Giant. It had. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that. It's, OK. It's, what's it called? Like the last ship or something? Yes. It, so it was it had a short run on Broadway, Julie. Uh, and it did okay, but it didn't stay on Broadway for very long. But he was never in it when it was on Broadway, right? Right. So he's stepping into one of the roles he wrote here for the Los Angeles audience. So we're very excited yes. to see this on Saturday night. Yes, it's exciting. Oh. So Sting, okay. Sting we want, we want some it. snaps of the three sisters together. That will be good. Okay. I bet oh, could be some celebrity sighting, Liz, for you, which <laughs> seems to be your new hobby. Uh, now that Sting is going to be in that. Okay, sisters, well, on my list, I have the I have the great honor of speaking to another fantastic chop, chapter of the philanthropic educational organization. Now, I've spoken to a, the group here in Dallas. I'm speaking to a group in Southlake. But I know we have a lot of satellite sisters who listen to the show that are members of PEO. And this is an organization that provides educational opportunities for female students worldwide. So I'm going to be spreading the satellite sisterhood to another group. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, it should be a great morning. Oh, good luck, Julie. Hey, good That's luck. Good. That sounds fun. Way to go. You got your outfit picked out and everything? Ready I do. To go? I have a cute outfit to wear. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta, always, uh, always the most important. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to automate it. You got to know what you're wearing. You put on your uniform. You go in there. You do what you need to do. Very good. Yeah. Very good. All right. Exciting news. Next week, my new website should be up. So that'll okay, be exciting. That is exciting. A lot more. And th- that is just leandolan.com, right? It is. L-I-A-N-D-O-L-A-N. Don't, don't go there now. Because no. you're going to get it, it, it. Please don't go. And then uh, email me and go, Leon, your website's down. It's not up yet. It's in transition. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to email you that. Yeah. Just to torment been, you. Why did just I even mention that. it? Why did I even mention it? I don't know. I don't know. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Sisters, have a great week. You too, Leah. You too. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.